0: Oh, no sound. Okay, that's very unfortunate. Okay, now there's sound. Yes. Hmm. Okay, so I'll have to start again. Uh, So one moment, I'll just go back. narada said how wonderful are the powerful Kshatriyas they cannot tolerate even a slight infringement infringement upon their prestige just imagine this boy is only a small child yet harsh words from a stepmother proved unbearable to him the great sage narada told druva my dear boy you're only a little boy whose attachments to sports and other frivolities why are you so affected by words insulting your honor my dear druva If you feel that your sense of honor has been insulted, you still have no cause for dissatisfaction. This kind of dissatisfaction is another feature of the illusory energy. Every living entity is controlled by its previous activities, and therefore there are different varieties of life for enjoying or suffering. The process of the Supreme Personality of Godhead is very wonderful. One whose intelligence should accept that process and be satisfied with whatever comes, favorable and unfavorable by His supreme will. Now you have decided to undertake the mystic process of meditation under the instruction of your mother, just to achieve the mercy of the Lord. But in my opinion, such austerities are not possible for any ordinary man. It is very difficult to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Narada Muni continued. After trying this process for many, many births and remaining unattached to material contamination, placing themselves continually in trance and executing many types of austerities, many mystic yogis were unable to find the end of the path of God-realization. For this reason, my dear boy, you should not endeavor for this. It will not be successful. It's better that you go home. When you are grown up, by the mercy of the Lord, you will get a chance for these mystic performances. At that time, you may execute this function. One should try to keep himself satisfied in any condition of life, whether distress or happiness, which is offered by the supreme will. A person who endures in this way is able to cross over the darkness of nescience very easily. Every man should act like this when he meets a person more qualified than himself. He should be very pleased. When he meets someone less qualified than himself, he should be compassionate towards him. And when he meets someone equal to himself, he should make friendship with him. In this way, one is never affected by the threefold miseries of this material world. Uh Dhruva Maharaj said, My dear Lord Naradaji, for a person whose heart is disturbed by the material conditions of happiness and distress, whatever you've so kindly explained for attainment of peace of mind is certainly a very good instruction. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm covered by ignorance, and this kind of philosophy doesn't touch my heart." Mm. Yes. And then we can read the purport also. There are various classes of men. One class is called akamis referring to those who have no material desires. Desire must exist either material or spiritual. Material desires arise when one wants to satisfy one's personal senses. One who is ready to sacrifice anything to satisfy the Supreme Personality of Godhead can be said to have spiritual desire. Dhruva Maharaj did not accept the instruction given by the great saints Narada because He thought himself unfit for such instruction, which prohibited all material desires. It's not a fact, however, that those who have material desires are prohibited from worshipping the Supreme Personality of Godhead. This is the essential instruction from the life of Druva. He frankly admitted that his heart was full of material desires. He was very much affected by the cruel words of his stepmother, whereas those who are spiritually advanced do not care about anyone's condemnation or adoration. In Bhagavad Gita, it is said that persons who are actually advanced in spiritual life do not care for the dual behavior of this material world. But Dhruva Maharaj frankly admitted that he was not beyond the affliction of material material distress and happiness. He was confident that the instruction given by Narada was valuable, yet he could not accept it. The question raised here is whether or not a person afflicted by material desires is fit to worship, the Supreme Personality of Godhead. The answer is that everyone is fit to worship Him. Even if one has many material desires to fulfill, he should take to Krishna consciousness and worship the Supreme Lord Krishna, who is so merciful that He fulfills everyone's desires. Though this narration, through this narration it will become very clear that no one is barred from worshiping the Supreme Personality of Godhead, even if one has many material desires. Hmm. Yes, so this is, uh... then Druva continues, my dear Lord, I'm very impugnant for not accepting your instructions, but this is not my fault. It's due to my having been born in a Ksatria family. My stepmother, Suruchi has pierced my heart with her harsh words. Therefore, your valuable instruction does not stand in my heart. O oh, learned Brahman, I want to occupy a position more exalted than any yet achieved within the three worlds by anyone, even by my fathers and grandfathers. And if you will oblige, kindly advise me of an honest path to follow, by which I can achieve the goal of my life. Hmm. And finally, uh, Narada is instructing Dhruva. To do three things uh, one is to he's doing astanga yoga uh, the other one is chanting the mantra om namo bhagavate vasudevaya and third to make a deity of of earth and to worship that deity is the supreme personality of god and this is Dhruva Maharaj's his sadhana and this is what he did to obtain that end to obtain a kingdom greater than his father and grandfather of course you know nard also understood that as he is taking up the worship of the supreme personality of god he'll be purified he'll be purified and he'll become a saintly person that is the nature of of the worship of the supreme lord if he worships the lord then then there will be a uh, a transformation And although Dhruva approached the Supreme Lord with material goals, once he had the darshan of the Lord, then he had no more interest in these things. And he said to the Lord, I was desiring broken pieces of glass, but you have given me diamonds. After having that darshan of the Supreme Lord, Dhruva Maharaj's heart changed. So that is the nature of devotional service. Uh, that it attracts Krishna and that it purifies the heart and that gradually uh, one has no other desire than to, uh, yeah, than to serve the supreme personality of, of Godhead. And everything else, you know, becomes insignificant. Kingdoms, honor, and mundane prestige. Right? Uh, let it be let it be simply everything is going on by the will of the Lord and whatever is happening is is entirely up to him so now we may uh just rely on Krishna and see um and Krishna will decide he will decide what will happen in our life as simple as that and that is a saintly person. Um, he'll say, let Krishna decide. Um, let Krishna decide what we are, uh, what will happen to us. Juva wanted so much control over his destiny. But destiny is ultimately not in our hands. And destiny is ultimately in the hands of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So Dhruva approached the Supreme Lord with a material desire uh, but that, of course, is, is not wise. Mm-hmm. Once you've the Supreme Lord only for devotional service uh, and nothing else. Hmm. Um, sorry. My dear Lord, you are a worthy son of Lord Brahma and you travel playing on your musical instrument, divina, for the welfare of the entire universe. You are like the sun which rotates in the universe for the benefits of all living, and, living beings. The sage Maitreya continued. The great personality in Aradamuni, upon hearing the words of Dhruva Maharaj, became very compassionate toward him. And in order to show him causeless mercy, he gave him the following expert advice the great sage narda told juvamars the instruction given by your mother suniti to follow the path of devotional service to the supreme personality of godhead is just suitable for you you should therefore completely absorb yourself in the devotional service of the lord any person who desires the fruits of the four principles religiosity economic development sense gratification and at the end liberation, should engage himself in the devotional service of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. For worship of his lotus feet yields the fulfillment of all of these. Hmm. My dear boy, I therefore wish all good fortune to you. You should go to the bank of the Yamuna, where there is a virtuous forest named Madhuvan, and there be purified just by going there. Um, One draws nearer to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, who always lives there. Mm. Yeah, so, uh, there in Madhuvan, there is Dhruvatthila, uh, a small hill, there's a temple there, dedicated to Dhruva and it's very nice, uh, Juvatila. Yes, we, uh, Madhuvan is, is a very pleasant place, and we are happy to uh, to go there and only waiting uh, waiting when the opportunity arises and uh, and when we get a chance to go there once again Mm. but if we cannot physically go we simply go in our mind and that is also fine Uh, we simply go through srimad bhagavatam it is through srimad bhagavatam that we get everything um it is said that Srila Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur said some are hearing that the kirtan in Srivasangan in the house of Srivas is still continuing others are not hearing it but they know it through the scripture and so there's no difference no difference Hmm. yes so as long as uh, we approach the supreme lord with uh, with full faith uh, then everything will be will be fine so this is uh, what we desire um, to just take shelter of krishna and if you have material desires all right approach krishna Um, and as a result one will become a saintly person okay we'll go a little further with our mm. Sutta Goswami continued, when Vidura became inspired. Okay, now what am I reading from? I'm reading from 4.17.8, right? Sutta Goswami continued, when Vidura became inspired to hear of the activities of Lord Krishna in his various incarnations, Maitreya also being inspired and being very pleased with Vidura, began to praise him. Then Maitreya spoke as follows. The great sage Maitreya continued, My dear Vidura, at the time King Prithu was enthroned by the great sages and Brahmanas, and declared to be the protector of the citizens, there was a scarcity of food grains. The citizens actually became skinny due to starvation. Therefore, they came before the king and informed him of their real situation. Dear king, just as a tree with, with a fire burning in the hollow of the trunk gradually dries up, We're drying up due to the fire of hunger in our stomachs. You're the protector of surrendered souls, and you've been appointed to give employment to us. Therefore, we have all come to you for protection. You're not only a king, but the incarnation of God as well. Indeed, you are the king of all kings. You can give us all kinds of occupational engagements, for you are the master of our livelihood. Therefore, O king of all kings, please arrange to satisfy our hunger by the proper distribution of food grains. Please take care of us, lest we soon die for want of food." After hearing this limitation and seeing the pitiable condition of the citizens, King Prithu contemplated this matter for a long time to see if he could find out the underlying causes. Having arrived at a conclusion, the King took up his bow and arrowed and aimed them at the earth, exactly like Lord Shiva who destroys the whole world out of anger. When the earth saw that King Pritu was taking his bow and an arrow to kill her, she became very much afraid and began to tremble. She began to flee, exactly like a deer, which runs very swiftly when followed by a hunter. Being afraid of King Pritu, she took the shape of a cow and began to run. Seeing this, Maharaj Pritu became very angry and his eyes became as red as the early morning sun. Placing an arrow in his bow, he chased a cow-shaped earth, wherever she she would run the cow-shaped earth ran here and there in outer space between the heavenly planets and the earth and wherever she ran the king chased her with his bow and arrows just as a man cannot escape the cruel hands of death the cow-shaped earth could not escape the hands of the son of vena at length the earth fearful her heart grief, turned back helplessness addressed great opulent king pretuples and shelter of the surrendered she said, "Please save me. You're the protector of all divinities. Now you are situated as the king of this planet." Yes, so, the cow-shaped earth continued to appeal to the king. I'm very poor and have not committed any sinful activities. I do not know why you want to kill me, since you're supposed to be the knower of all religious principle. Why are you so envious of me, and why are you so anxious to kill a woman? The earth appealed to the king in two ways. A king who knows religious principles cannot kill anyone who has not committed sinful activities. Apart from this, a woman is not to be killed, even if she doesn't commit sinful activities. Since the earth was innocent, it was also a woman, the king should not kill her. Even if a woman does commit some sinful activities, no one should place his hand upon her. And what to speak of you, dear king, who are so merciful? You're a protector and you're affectionate to the poor. The cow-shaped earth continued. My dear king, I'm just like a strong boat and all the paraphernalia of the world is standing upon me. If you break me to pieces, how can you protect yourself and your subjects from drowning? King Prithu replied to the earthly plans. My dear earth, you've disobeyed my orders and rulings. In the form of, of a demigod, you accepted your share of the yajnas we performed. But in return, you have not produced sufficient food grains. For this I must, this reason I must kill you. Oh. Although you're eating green grass every day, you're not filling your milk bag so we can utilize your milk. Since you're willfully committing offenses, it cannot be said that you're not punishable due to your assuming the form of a cow. You've so lost your intelligence that, despite my orders, you do not deliver the seeds of herbs and grains formerly created by brahma and now hidden within yourself now with the help of my arrows i shall cut you to pieces and with your flesh satisfy the hunger-stricken citizens who are now crying for want of grains thus i shall satisfy the crying citizens of my kingdom It is a complicated pastime, right? Because it seems to make sense what the earth is saying. A woman is not to be killed, even if she commits sinful activities, and so on. And then she assumed the shape of a cow. A cow is also not to be killed. But then Maharaj Prithu pointed out, no, you are a demigod. And you have taken your share of oblations, from the sacrifices. And therefore, you are duty-bound to supply. And so uh, uh, that will have to be uh, the case. Any cruel person, be he a man, woman, or impotent eunuch, who is only interested in his personal maintenance, has no compassion for other living entities, may be killed by the king. Such killing can never be considered actual killing. You are very much puffed up with pride and have become almost insane. Presently, you've assumed the form of a cow by your mystic powers. Nonetheless, I shall cut you into small pieces like grain and I will uphold the entire population by my personal mystic powers. At this time, Preeto became exactly like Yamaraj, and his whole body appeared very angry. In other words, he was anger personified. And he, after hearing him, the planet Earth began to tremble. She surrendered and with folded hands began to speak as follows. Uh, the planet Earth spoke, My dear Lord, O Supreme Personality of Godhead, You are transcendental in your position and by your material energy you have expanded yourself in various forms and species of life through the interaction of the three modes of material nature. Unlike some other masters, you always remain in your transcendental position and are not affected by the material creation, which is subject to different material interactions. Consequently, you are not bewildered by material activities. The planet Earth continued. My dear Lord, you are the complete conductor of the material creation. You have created (laughs) this cosmic manifestation and the three material qualities. And therefore you have created me, the planet Earth, the resting place of all living entities. Yet you're always fully independent, my Lord. Now that you're present before me and ready to kill me with your weapons, let me know where I should go to take shelter and tell me who can give me protection. In the beginning of creation, you created all these moving and non-moving living beings by your inconceivable energy. Through this very same energy, you are now prepared to protect the living entities. Indeed, you're the supreme protector of religious principles. Why are you so anxious to kill me, even though I'm in the form of a cow? My dear Lord, although you're one, by your inconceivable potencies, you've expanded yourself in many forms. Through the agency of Brahma, you've created this universe. You're therefore directly the supreme personality of Godhead. Those who are not sufficiently experienced cannot understand your transcendental activities because these persons are covered by illusionary energy. Hmm. So, there are many verses, you know, uh, dealing with... uh, with Varaha, right, who saved the earth and, but Brita uh, was still not satisfied and his lips trembled in great anger. Although the planet earth was frightened, she made up her mind and began to speak as follows to convince the king. My dear Lord, Please pacify your anger completely and hear patiently what I submit before you. Please turn your kind attention to this. I may be very poor, but a learned man takes the essence of knowledge from all places, just as a bumblebee collects honey from each and every flower. Uh, Now let's uh, carry on. Now the earth is giving the reason, and he's saying all these these seeds, roots, herbs, and grains created by Lord Brahma in the past, and now being used by non-devotees, were devoid of all spiritual understanding. And not only are the grains and herbs being used by non-devotees, but as far as I'm concerned, I'm not being properly maintained. Indeed, I'm being neglected by kings who are not punishing these rascals, who have turned into thieves by using grains for sense gratification. Consequently, I've hidden all these seeds, which are meant for performance of sacrifice. Due to being stocked for a very long time, all the grain seeds within me have certainly deteriorated. Therefore, you should immediately arrange to take these seeds out by the standard process, which is recommended by the Acharis and Shastras. O great hero, protector of living energy, if you desire to relieve the living energies by supplying them sufficient grain, and if you desire to nourish them by taking milk from me, you should make arrangements to bring a calf suitable for this purpose and a pot in which the milk can be kept, as well as a milkman to do the work. Since I will be very much affectionate toward my calf, your desire to take milk from me will be fulfilled. So, Srimad Bhagavatam is not functioning on a uh, ordinary mundane uh, reality. I mean, the exchange between the demigod Earth and Prithu Maharaj, the uh, incarnation of the supreme personality of Godhead, that obviously is 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 not happening on the platform of ordinary mundane morality. And yes, the Earth has its duties, and Maharaj Prithu. Um, Was making it very clear Uh, There's an order in the universe and everyone has to act according to his duties Uh, No one is exempt from duties So it is very clear that all the grains and seeds Are to be used for vegetables that are to be offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead Uh, only then uh, only then are such, such grains and seeds, liberating the living entities. And otherwise, that we should take only remnants of sacrifice. Uh, and in this way, we can be, uh, yeah, we can be, uh, uh, be sinless. <coughs> but otherwise otherwise the grains are just abused and we are simply engaging in uh, yeah, in, in sinful activities hmm. so whereas the pastime of Dhruva was happening on a human level and Dhruva was very human uh, now, in the exchange between uh, Prithu Maharaj and, and the deity of the earth personified, we uh, are acting on a, on a superhuman level. But the principles are there, uh, that everyone is meant to act according to the laws of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And when people are not acting according to the laws of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, then there will be so many reactions, and then there will be so so much suffering as a result of that. And that, of course, is something that we see uh, in this world. And uh, so, we are not surprised that there are many difficulties in the world, because people are acting sinful so nature is is uh, is responding Uh, nature is offering us a uh, yeah all kinds of reactions at the moment yeah forest fires at the moment there is uh, there are uh, yeah there is pestilence and so in this way there's war in many places. So these are all the results of, of the sinful activities of the people on, on the planet. And then there will be droughts, and yes, so we're seeing so many, many difficulties. Anyhow, we are uh, carrying on in our uh, devotional service. and. Uh, that is on the transcendental platform mm. then we have a living by the laws of the supreme personality of godhead whatever uh, whatever we do whatever we eat whatever austerity we perform whatever activity we are engaging in it must be Offered to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, uh, then the entire world can can change and become very prosperous, and then the entire population of the world um, can actually become saintly persons. So this is most desirable. Mm. All right, I thank you for being with us today and uh, Hare Krishna.